Hello and welcome to the Making Mommy Move show where we help other moms to feel empowered to create a business while raising their kids. I am your host, Alyssa Morton, author of Welcome to the Room Mama. As a mom of two kids under two years old, I built five businesses before I was 26. On this show, we like to bring you a variety of moms in different phases and stages to share their stories, heart-learned lessons, and shed light into how they built their own successful businesses while raising their families. Tune in every week as we spotlight a new empowering mompreneur to help you on your journey of mompreneurship and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform so you never miss an episode. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Room Mamas. I'm so excited to have this super mom on the podcast today. Her name is Letitia Johnson. She's an Emmy-nominated producer, an author, speaker, and a mom. For over 15 years, she's worked in television as a producer on shows such as the Hallmark Channels, Home and Family, Animal Planets, Pitbulls and Parolees, and Dr. Phil, just to name a few. Although she's earned Emmy nominations, she hopes that in time the title will change to Emmy Award winning, serving as proof that dreams do come true. Her story is one of resilience, determination, hope, and triumph, and you can reach her through her campsite bio linked in the show notes to learn more. I'm so excited to welcome Letitia Johnson to our podcast today. Letitia, welcome. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. You are incredible. I'm so excited for this conversation because you are proof (laughs) that you can literally do anything you put your mind to, even when you have kids. So what did your journey look like? Did you have the kids before you started going after your dreams? Did you start in your career first? Like, what did the story look like? Oh, it's interesting because um, how I, a little backstory on how I actually got into the industry. Um, I was, you know, when you get out of college, you're like, I want to conquer the world. And my background was initially law and politics. And so I did that, you know, and I I was interning and stuff and I was sitting at the table at one meeting and I was like, I don't want to do this. This is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. So I started calling friends and was like, hey, you know, any openings, any job openings? And they're like, yeah. And so, you know, you do the odd job to try to figure out who you are, what you want to do and kind of discover who you are. And then I was um, I had gotten hired as as an assistant for an advertising company. And so I was sitting there, I was like, okay, this is kind of nice, but this it's not fulfilling. So I called a friend of mine and I was like, I think I need to go. I don't know, I, this is not doing it for me. She was like, well, you know what? There's an opening at a company that I'm working for in production. And I was like, really? And I was like, what does that entail? What does that look like? I said, I don't have any skills like that. She said, well, actually your skills are transferable. She said, but one thing you have to do is have confidence. And she was like, I'll set you up with an interview. So I, I went in on the interview and I told the lady, I was like, I'm, I'm being honest. I've never done television before, but I know I can, even though I was shaking inside like, Ugh. and I said, I know I can. And I said, and those skills are transferable. And if you'll hire me, then let's see what we can do and how we can make this amazing. And so she was like, there's something about you. I like you. And so I, she hired me and it turned out it was for stage 29 productions, which is Dr. Phil's son's production company. And at the time I was like, okay. And I didn't know. And, and the thing is typically when people start, they start at the bottom as a PA. I didn't have to start at the bottom. And so I was just like, oh, okay, let's, and I didn't know any better. So I was just like, okay, let's do it. And so I was working with them. And then I was like, "Mm, I like over there where they're being more creative because I was on the production side. 
being a production, a manager, production, all, all of that stuff. The logistics, the logistics, kind of. Right, all the logistics. And I was like, that's cool, that's fine. But I, I like what they're doing. They're taking cameras and they're going out on the field and they're going, I want to do that. How do I get there? And so they gave me the opportunity to just kind of shadow. And so I took notes and everything. And a mentor of mine was just like, in life, sometimes you're going to have to learn through observation because they may not be able to take time to teach you. So you have to be sharp enough to catch it on the fly. And so that was always our phrase, catch it on the fly. And so I did, I would be there, okay, what, and what can I do? And what can I do? And then I'd ask on, you know, on off times, show me how to use the camera, show me how to do this, how to, you know, how to produce. And then I took a leap and there was an opening and I was just like, I wanna be on this side, I wanna learn. This is my experience and this is my, you know, the other things that I know how to do. I've learned offhand how to, you know, shoot a camera. I don't want to be a cameraman, but if I have to, I will do that. And then they were like, okay, come on over. And then from there, it was just climbing and climbing and I loved it. And then I got married. I'm divorced now, but I got married and he had children. So I had to learn how to navigate. Oh my gosh, how do I do this? How do I how do I work 16 hour days, come home, still cook, still clean, still do all this. And it's like, uh, and then I had my son. And so I was still working. I was working, I was on pit bulls and parolees when I was pregnant with my son. And so a one, and it aired. So, you know, one scene, a fight broke out. I'm eight months pregnant running because they were taking too long. I grabbed the camera. I was like, come on, come on guys. There's a fight breaking out. And so I'm running and they're like, what are you doing? My belly and everything. And I'm running up the hill, like, come on guys. And I got good footage. But then afterwards, my doctor was like, what are you doing? You're pregnant. You're about to give birth. I was like, you're like, okay, getting this baby out. Yeah, just, right, just come on. I'll wrap them up, put them on my hip and keep going. And so, you know, I had to take a break obviously. And then I got right back into it. And I would, you know, and it's not easy being a mom in this industry. It doesn't really cater to moms. It caters to men. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it doesn't really cater to moms. So there were times that I'd have to bring them. I'd pick them up from school. I'd take my lunch break later, pick them up from school, bring them back, you know, with me. And thankfully, a lot of the production companies that I worked on, they were okay with it. And so, you know, when I'd have to film, if, you know, he couldn't go to school, they were out for spring break or whatever, I'd bring him. So I have pictures of my son at three and four years old on set with me. And so he, you know, he would hang out with the prop department or he'd hang out with somebody else or, you know, one of the other producers that wasn't producing that day. And so he grew up in this. And he grew up even, you know, when we would produce on um, Home and Family, we were on the Universal Studios backlot. He would wave to the trams as they would go by. He'd be like, wave to the trams. He's like, hi. You know, they're like, ah. And so you just do what you have to do. And we know as a mom, we don't get the option all the time. Mm -hmm. You're like, so oh, right. I can't or I won't. It's like, no, I, I have to be resilient. I have to figure it out. And so that's what I did. I had to figure it out. <laughs> that is such an amazing example for all the women listening to this podcast right now, because first off, like your son bringing him on the set with you, like that's not only showing him how amazing his mother is and like what she's Aww, doing for his family. And she was doing this while she was pregnant with me. And now I get to go on set and actually watch her in action, making her dream come true. But you're setting an example for all other women because you're showing them that you can do it while you have kids. You can go after your dreams. It's not going to be easy, 
but yeah. you're going to have to make some sacrifices and it's going to be so worth it in the end because you're going to be Thank fulfilled. You're going to be happy. You're yeah. going to be satisfied and you're going to yeah. show your kids what they can do too, because I don't know. I'm sure you've heard this growing up. It's like, oh, but you've got to be realistic. Yes. Like, you'll never be a movie phrase. producer because you need to be realistic. And right. it's like, well, can't I? Exactly. <laughs> exactly what we need to be showing our children and other people yeah. that why can't I do this? Right. So you're such an example of that. Like you are Thank a you. shining light in that industry. And I just as a that. woman and a mother, because we all need to be going after our dreams and there's no excuse. There, yeah. And it's the thing is, it's also about mindset. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we get this in this mindset of, I can't, or I can't do it, or I'm not enough, or I'm not capable, or I don't know how. And it's like, no, you, you can figure it out. You can figure it out. And then, of course, there are times and seasons where there's the ebb and the flow of life, but it's possible. You just have to shift your mindset to see that it can be possible. And I mean, I appreciate you saying what you said, because I never thought of it like that. It was just, this is what I have to do. And I, so I'm just like, if you, if there's a drive in you as a mom and because we're moms, sometimes we lose our identity when we're wives, when we're mothers, mm -hmm. we can get so caught up in their world, which is beautiful. There's an aspect to that, that yes, you get caught up in that world because we're nurturers, we're, you know, providing in our own way, we're providing love, safety, whatever it is, the comfort, whatever it is. But then we don't pour back into ourselves. And that's the part where we get empty and we're, it's like, I remember one time I poured out so much. I was sitting there and I was just crying and I was like, I have nothing else to give. I have nothing left to give to anybody, not even myself. And so I had to take a minute and I was just like, you know what? I need a break for a second. And I felt so guilty for taking time to put myself first for a moment. I cried. I was all kind of thoughts were like, I'm, I'm a terrible mom. I'm this, I'm blah, blah, blah. It, it was just that whole process. And it was like, no, mm -hmm. but if I have nothing else to give, what can I do from that point? I'm not being effective. I'm not being productive. I'm not being the best me for myself or them. And so I had to learn to take time and just be like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is okay. And even when I would like, I need a, I need a spa day. I, my first spa day away from my son, I cried the whole time. I bet. <laughs> Cause I was like, oh, am I supposed to do this? Am I allowing myself to do this? What's I'm being selfish. Yeah. Right. yeah. What kind of mother am I? And it was just like, no. a damn good one. <laughs> right. Right. Cause when I came back afterwards and it was so funny because when I was getting the massage, the massage therapist was like, what do you do construction? You have so many knots in your back and your neck. And I was like, no, I'm a mom <laughs> and I'm a producer. <laughs> and she was like, my goodness lady. And so, but when I came back, I felt refreshed and I had energy to do things again, to pour back into people. And sometimes we get, caught in that and we suffocate under mommy guilt and it's the same thing with going after your dreams you're suffocating inside and it's like you're screaming for help and nobody's nobody can hear you but if you allow yourself and give yourself permission to step out and say no I'm gonna try this or I'm gonna find a new hobby if you don't know who you are anymore 
try some hobbies. See what you like, what you don't like, and you'll be the better because of it. Cry through it all. I did it. You know, feel all those feelings. But when you come out of it, it's like, oh, no, I'm better than I was. And even my son was like, mom, you're really happy. I'm like, I know. <laughs> like, I don't even recognize <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah. I love that you just brought up about the hobbies thing, because I'm literally going through that right now. Really? My husband and I were having a conversation because I'm like, I don't even know what I enjoy. Like, I've put so much of my time and energy, like, I've been working since I was 12. So it's like wow. all throughout high school, all throughout middle school, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> adulthood as a mom, like all of it. Like I just, I've been working nonstop. So like my husband has all these hobbies that he enjoys and activities that mm -hmm. he wants to do. And I'm like, I don't even know what I like. So yeah. I went on Google and I just found like a list of a thousand activities and I made a spreadsheet awesome. of like a list of things that might interest me. So it's like, I love from, that. Like, roller skating to like reading to swing dancing to like ballroom like all of it <laughs> and I'm like forcing myself to do hobbies now because I'm like yeah. I need to make sure that I'm happy because yeah if I'm not then I'm gonna be resentful and I'm gonna be very impatient <laughs> and exactly. all of these other things <laughs> when it comes to my kids and my family and my husband so it's like you have to take care of yourself too and I love that you brought that up I applaud you for even, I mean, that's great to Google different ideas and write it out. <laughs> I love that idea. I might have to, you know, try that for new hobbies that I want to, you know, do. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't even know like what is out there because I'm like, great. I've never pursued anything. But I want to talk a little bit more about some of the other things that you've accomplished because not only are you a producer, but you're also an author and a podcast host. And I applaud you because you. I think we have a lot in common. I've done that also, <laughs> done the book thing, launched it, started a podcast, opened businesses, like all of these things at the same time. And people think you're crazy when you're going after yeah. these things. But when you get an they idea, do. you take inspired action and you just get started before you can talk yourself out of it. And I think that you've done the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's that part. You do it before you can talk yourself out of it. Because uh -huh. it's like, we talk ourselves out of so many things. And like with my book, um, it's called Get Your Power Back. And I talk a lot about self-talk and mindset in there as well as overcoming certain things and certain emotional things that can stop us. And we do that sometimes. We'll get excited about something and then fear creeps in and we're like, oh no, or the logical rationale of, well, no, you don't really have time for this. And if you do this, then something else is going to fall and da, da 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 And then we find ourselves back at the starting blocks. And then we look back and we're like, I've never accomplished anything. And it's like, I don't want it to be that. I don't want to be that woman. I don't want to be that mom. I don't want to be that lady who's just like, what have I done with my life? Mm-hmm. Even though, yes, raising children, beautiful, absolutely amazing accomplishment. We're awesome. But those but then, kids get older and then exactly. you have- Exactly. You're like, what now? Like I had all this time that I could have been working exactly. on me too. Exactly. And it's like, I was actually challenged with this question. Who are you outside of being a mom? And for a while, I did not know. And I couldn't answer that question. And it was like, okay, who is Letitia? 
I have absolutely no idea. I know who she was before she was a mom, but who is she now? I don't know. I'm a mom. I work and I'm a mom. And it's like, I had to rediscover what I like, what I don't like. That's why I love what you did with the spreadsheet because it's like, who are you? And so, so often we define ourselves by what we do or what we've done that our identity has become so meshed into that, that we don't know how to separate it. I love that you brought this up because you're so right. And I know I have always been a person that's tied my worth to my accomplishments and that should never be like when you go anywhere, like out of the country, like they don't even bring up the fact that you work. Like that's not a level of conversation. So it's like, (laughs) that's like who we are here in the States. Like it's all encompassing and you don't even take your PTO or your sick time or vacations or anything. We're over there. Like you don't even talk about work unless you're working. (laughs) So it's like, Right. Trying to like get that mindset that like you have a person within you that isn't related to work or your family situation. Like you are Mm -hmm. you wholeheartedly and that's worth something. So I love that you brought that up. Thank you. It is. And we forget that sometimes we get so caught up in life and Mm -hmm. life happenings that it's just like, oh, yeah. And then we look up and it's like, okay, like you said, the kids are grown, empty house what now? And rather than waiting till that moment of the, okay, what now? Build who you are in the meantime. And it does, it does do something to them, you know, to your children and to your family, like, oh, wow, they're still pursuing. And one time I was working on something and I was, (laughs) even when I started my podcast and I got all my equipment and everything, and I was just sitting there like, I, and the thoughts were like, I don't know what I'm doing but I'm going to do it anyway. And then my son came along and he was walking around with the microphone. He's like, he goes, mom, this is so cool. He goes, you're pretty cool, mom. Oh my gosh. That that was, that was my Emmy award right there. (laughs) My son say you're cool, mom. I was just like, wow. And he still walked around with the mic. I was like, but I need the microphone back. Thank you. But you know, it was, (laughs) The fact that I took a leap and he saw that and I got the pretty cool mom. I mean, he's still young, so I'm still in the, you know. Yeah, but still, like, yeah, I had a similar experience when I first got my my first copy of my book. I Uh opened it and it was like the proof. It still had the band around it that it was like, you know, like not for resale. Yeah. And my girls, like they're only one and two. And my toddler, she looks at the book, she takes it from me, and she looks at the picture on the back, and she's like, that's mommy. That's mommy's book. And that's something that they're going to carry with them forever. Like, you're stunned with the podcast, with your book, all of it. Like, they're seeing it in live action, and they're going to be able to know that they can do it, too. Like, that's the most exciting thing. It is. It really is. It really, I mean, and the thing is, you want, as a mom, you want to leave an impression and an impact your children for the better but sometimes we don't stop to realize me living out my dreams and my passion is still living you know is still leaving an imprint now of course there's balance you don't you know go so far that you forget your children and then you don't go so far in this way that you don't accomplish your there's a balance but when they can see the balance and the reality of the highs and the lows they, when they get older, they'll learn how to navigate through those waters 
And so it's, it behooves not only us, but our children and our families to be who we're supposed to be. That desire, that dream inside, whatever it is, whatever it may look like. If it's sewing socks and selling them or putting, you know, like the Crocs with the stickers on them. I mean, uh-huh. you think about it, but then <laughs> people pay big money they do. for that. And it's like, they're Crocs with stickers on them. Oh, stickers. Yep. <laughs> I have stickers around my house for my child. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it's like, but people pay thousands of dollars for them. So whatever it is that's in you, go for it go for it you know yeah. and at least you said you try even if it doesn't make you millions of dollars you tried it yeah so tell us a little bit about your podcast because this is something new that you started right let's yes tell yes. us how that so came new. to be and what you guys talk about on your show okay so my podcast is called mm-hmm. confessions of a healed broken heart and that all right right there can already get it. it yeah <laughs> tell you <laughs> And so it is just me telling my journey of letting go and healing from my divorce. My divorce was very traumatizing um, to the point where the stress of going through the divorce and working my 16, 18 hour days in production and raising my son and now learning how to navigate this new normal of being a single mom, um, all of that then in turn impacted my health. The stress mm-hmm. put me in the hospital. And it, it was just a whole process of being temporarily paralyzed, having to relearn how to walk and do all of those things because the stress was breaking my body down. Wow. And so, and having to heal while my son is watching this and having to help him like, no, don't be angry with the fact that they're, you know, things have changed. This is just now a new normal. And so having to see him, and even when he saw me in the hospital, he was like, mommy, are you okay? And I was like, okay, I got to do better. Because I can't leave this earth and have him with that memory of me. And so in the podcast, I talk about that. And I started it because it was just like, I would do different speaking engagements here and there. And people were like, you need to tell your story. And I was afraid to tell my story. I was scared because it was like, that's transparency and that's vulnerability. And I just came out of this thing and I'm learning what this looks like. And now you're telling me I need to talk about this and share it with people. Now, granted, I went to counseling and all of that stuff, but it was like, no, people need the, the, the insight and the wisdom and the tips that you had to come out of that and to still be happy and not bitter. We need you to talk about it. And so I started it and I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I looked at some YouTube um, and I even had, I told some friends, I was like, I want to start a podcast. And some of them who are no longer friends, they're like, that's dumb. Why do you want to do that? Blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. And so I was like, okay, you're not it. You got to go. And so I did it anyway. So I looked on YouTube. I looked at how to do it, what equipment I needed for on a budget. <laughs> I was like, okay, what is the best way I can get this done on a budget? And so I just started recording. I didn't know what I was doing. I found some free music at the top and I was just like, okay, I'm a producer. So let's see what traits carry over. I and love so it. I, I started it and it was just like, and I didn't expect anybody other than my friends to listen. I didn't, I really didn't. And I was just like, you know, and they were like, this is great. You don't understand. Even my best friend, she was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding? You were talking to me. And I was like, you're just saying that because you're my bestie. 
She's like, no, you don't understand. And so I started to look at my analytics and I was like, oh, wow, wait, what? And then I started seeing, you know, and I was looking and I was just, and I'm big on affirmations and, you know, declarations and stuff like that. I was like, I'm going to be, you know, heard in all countries across the continent, you know, across the U.S. And then, mm -hmm. you know, in other countries and across the globe, my name's going to go. And I started looking at my analytics and every continent has heard me. That's incredible, Letitia. And it shocked me. I'm still like, wait, what? Who, me? Me? What do I have to say? What do I have to do? And that then, imposter syndrome coming up, even though you have that real results in front of you, like people needing your story. Isn't that crazy? We do that. Mm -hmm. And then we just kind of like, I don't want to say dumb down. It's not so much dumb down, but just kind of underestimate and crawl back into that, you know, shell of like, yeah, you downplay it. You're just like, you do. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, this is, this is impacting people. And it's like me. And what I went, it really, and so I had to, once I started to do that, I realized, okay, there's another level of seeing myself differently and that mindset shift. And so now this is new, I'm launching season two in um, the end of March. And it's like, okay, now we're going to start talking about some other things too. And how really your mindset and that self-talk makes a big difference because I wanted to quit. Because I was like, well, how is this helping anybody? Am I just babbling and nobody's listening? And then when I started to see the results, it was like, oh, okay, let me shift my self-talk. I'm enough. And what I've been through will help other people. And so it's it's still, I'm still a work in progress because I'm like, this is real? Like, really? Like, pinch myself <laughs> like, this is really? It's real, kind of thing, I promise. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you share with us, like our listeners, if you don't mind, just one of like your mindset strategies or ways that you've shifted and really brought yourself out of that dark place that you were in? Because I know that we all have something that we're suffering from or going through. And mindset really is the epitome of everything. When you have the right mindset, you can suddenly be happy when you're feeling depressed and you're working toward new things that you didn't previously think were possible. So yeah. do you mind? Sure, sure. I'd be honored. Um, I know for me, it started with letting go and giving myself permission to let go. Because holding on to the pain, the disappointment, the unmet expectations started to become part of who I was. And it was, it wasn't healthy for me or for my son. And so, I mean, practical if I can be honest and transparent, I would have to look at myself in the mirror and I would say, you're enough. And the first sentence, I couldn't get it out for a while. And then I was like, okay, now let me add my name into it. And I would break down snot nose crying. And it took me a week and a half to be able to look myself in the mirror and say, Letitia, you're enough. And then after that, I had to say, okay, I give myself permission to be happy. I give myself permission to go after my dreams. And then I had to write it out. Like, what does that look like? What is going after my dreams as a mom look like? And then I had to realize, okay, there's going to be highs and lows. There's going to be ebbs and flows. Some days I'm going to feel absolutely amazing. Like I can conquer the world. Other times I'm not going to want to get out of bed. And so it was just like, okay. And then I had to realize my emotions are going to come and go. 
And this was a tough one to realize feelings aren't facts. We feel them, but they're not factual. I may feel like I'm not enough, but that's not accurate. I may feel like I'm incapable of doing something amazing, but that's not reality. Those are my emotions. Those are my feelings. And so I had to write it out. I'm a big proponent of writing things out and just really marking it out and seeing, okay, what are all the lies and the self-deprecating thoughts that I've believed? Now, what's the truth? I drew a line down the middle and then I wrote what the truth is on the other side. And sometimes it took a while for me to realize what the truth was. And then I had to write out five things I love about me. And I couldn't. And I would just sit there and cry and sob. And then all these thoughts, what's wrong with you? You're this, you're that, you're not this, you're not that. And blah, 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 blah. How embarrassing. All of those lies. And I was like, no, I got to push past because I have to figure out who I am. And so I would write it out. And then finally, I was able to get to five. And that took about a month and a half to actually get to five. And then I could get to 10. And it was like, well, I'm pretty amazing. And not in an arrogant way, but a way of like, okay, I'm better than what I gave myself credit for. And sometimes we have to stop and celebrate the small things. Whether your small thing is, I wrote my book. To you, that is a big thing. And to a lot of people, that's a huge thing. To some people who are further along than me, be like, oh, you just wrote a book. I'm on my third one or I'm on my 15th. Well, no, that's you. That's your walk and your journey. Mine is this. I did a book. Yay. Uh-huh. And even if it's as small as I got out of bed this morning and I washed my face and I brushed my teeth. Or I sometimes that's the biggest win that you can do is and we underestimate that. And it's like, well, all I did was get up. No, you got up. You know how many people don't get up Mm -hmm. or you changed your clothes. You took a shower. And to people who have never gone through certain things, that may seem silly. Like you're supposed to take a shower. Well, no, if you're stuck in a cycle or you're depressed, that is a huge accomplishment. I did my makeup today. I did my hair today. I walked outside, whatever that was, applaud yourself. And a lot of times we put those things out there and we don't celebrate it. So it's like, well, it's not enough. No, it is. You had a good hearty laugh today. Celebrate that. You, you know, We have to start celebrating the small things to appreciate the bigger things. And that's what I had to learn how to do. And I so, love it. But... <laughs> no, I love this. Something I do is I keep a brag book and it's literally just like a dollar store composition notebook. And I write down like all of my wins, like no matter how small for the day. So sometimes it's like somebody responded to my email today or <laughs> like <laughs> I actually like I made a friend today or I went and, you know, I didn't buy any lunch today. Like I ate at home, like right. stuff like that. And it's like, I love that. It builds confidence in yourself too. And when you're like getting on like a call, like if you have like a sales call coming up and you're like, man, like who are they to like work with me or who am I to do this? Or like a podcast interview that scares you, like Mm -hmm. anything, you can look at that brag book and you're like, whoa, I'm pretty cool. Like I just booked like a client or I just wrote my freaking book or I just launched it to the world. I made bestseller, like list out all of your wins, like the reviews that you get and when you read through that, you just feel so empowered. And like you, like, you're like, man, I'm pretty awesome. Yeah. And it's, and if I can be transparent, Mm -hmm. even when 
the opportunity came to be a guest on your podcast. And I listened to some of your episodes. I was like, the thought was like, you're not where some of these women are. So what do you have to say? And I battled with it. And I was just like, well, I'm going to say something. I don't know what it is, but somebody, even if it's one person, is going to benefit. And I had to talk myself out of those thoughts. And those thoughts can bombard us so much. And it's like, it sometimes it can take the wind out of us. And it's like, no. And I was nervous. And I typically don't get nervous for, you know, doing this. And it's, but I was nervous. And I was like, and those thoughts, are you enough as a woman and as a mom to speak to all these women? And, you know, some of them are multimillionaires and you're getting started and da 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 da. And I was like, well, you know what? Other moms are starting too. Letitia, just to give you my perspective, I was reading through your bio before I hopped on this call and I'm like, oh, yes, like this woman's amazing. I'm so excited to interview her. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I mean, that means a lot. That means a lot. Yes. Because sometimes we don't see our own value. You have so many accomplishments. You've overcome so much in your journey. You're seriously like an inspiration to everybody listening. And like you said, people are starting from all over the map. Like... Some people are married. Some people are divorced. Some people never were. Like, you got to have all perspectives and all stories to really give value to everybody. And somebody else has something different to share that's of value. And you've been amazing today. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. That means the world to me. Yeah, absolutely. So something I love to do on the show is do a book giveaway whenever I have an author on the show. So for the first five people that share this episode on Instagram and tag us both. They're going to get a free copy of your book and a free copy of my book. And they're going to be really freaking powerful women (laughs) when they read them all. (laughs) Yes. We can do this. Conquer the world. (laughs) I know. So what's your Instagram at and handle so that they know where to tag you? They can tag me. um, You can tag me on my podcast um, Instagram and that's at healed broken heart. Fabulous. I love it. Everything's going to be in the show notes so they can, you know, grab it from there also. But thank you so much for coming on the show and for sharing mm-hmm. all of your wisdom with everybody because they really need more stories like this. Like, thank you. don't cry. <laughs> this is amazing. I, I like <laughs> <laughs> is there yeah. any last words you want to share with everybody? Um, just to go out and give yourself permission to be amazing. No matter what your amazing looks like, whether it's putting in monetary terms, whether it's a dollar or a billion dollars, whatever your amazing is, whether you're that amazing $1 bill or whether you're that amazing billion dollars in the bank, be your amazing, give yourself permission to do that and let go of those limiting beliefs. Thank you, Letitia. This is amazing. And for everybody listening, make sure you go screenshot this podcast episode, tag us both on Instagram and share your biggest takeaway from this episode because you're going to get two copies of our books and we just love when people support us and share our message and the story with the world. Thank you everybody for tuning in and enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you in the next one. Building a business while raising your kids isn't for the faint of heart, and it's easier when you're guided along your journey from someone that's walked the walk before you and continues the journey along with you. By growing five successful businesses before I turned 26, earning six figures in my first year of business, and engrossing myself in the entrepreneurial journey with two kids under two, I learned many hard lessons in mindset, time management, productivity, mom guilt, and entrepreneurship. I lay it all on the table for you in my Amazon best-selling book, 
Welcome to The Room Mama. Pick up your copy with the link in the show notes or at listmorton.com book to get all of the resources, bonuses, and mentorship you need to build your six-figure business while raising your family.